1: Second hour of Light the Tower on the Horn. Gray, Jeff Howe with you. producer, Cameron Parker, alongside. Glad to have you with us as well. And uh, you can certainly avail yourself of the Specs text line with questions or thoughts or comments at 337-3776. 512-337-3776. On the Specs text line, somebody said prayers for Dallas Stars. Uh... Hockey player Joe Pavelski and his family as he has passed away. That's, there was a horrible hit on him last night. Uh, he was down, uh, got back up, and was uh, helped off the ice uh, as he left during, during the playoff game last night. Um, uh, he And, and uh, did appear uh, wobbly as, as he uh, left the ice. But I had not heard that he'd passed away. Uh, 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 All I've heard... uh, I don't see that on Twitter. All I'm seeing is Joe Pavelski's status. Uh, He was able to get to his knee, speak to the trainer before he skated over the bench. They said he was doing okay. His status for Game 2, tomorrow night uncertain.
0: Yeah, that's
1: why... You know, and... I don't know if that was. It, it doesn't appear when when you read that text that 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 that, that is tongue in cheek. It could have just been a, you know, a well, big mistake. Uh, uh,
0: I hope it wasn't tongue in cheek because that's we, we joke about a lot here on this show. But that's yeah, that's, I don't. Just does the whole thing just doesn't. Okay, sit
1: well Texter, you have the advantage. I've seen nothing. There's, absolutely, there's nothing out there about Joe Pavelski. Okay, good. So uh I'm asking you, Texter, who says prayers for him and his family's passed away. I'm asking you, where'd you get that? Would you like to tell us where you got it? Because there's nothing, absolutely nothing that says he's passed away on that. Uh,
0: yeah, and no, then we're getting
1: several texts
0: that he did not. So. yeah
1: good, good. Um, and uh you know that was the, that was the hit from Matt dumba the uh, from the Minnesota Wild uh who's initially assessed a five-minute major, uh, then it was changed to a two-minute misdemeanor roughing penalty. So, um, yeah, you know, I have not heard anything else from that. So, um, again, for the texter, if if you were just texting just to see if we would read it, uh, congratulations, you win. Okay. <laughs> it's all right you know whatever uh, i I'd, I'd rather i'd rather be incorrect about something like that than have you be correct on that so so deep breath that's good cuz that would not have that, that would have been awful uh, so if it isn't true block that texter <laughs> i would just like to to i mean was it if you were trying to be a a, a jokester about it okay um, maybe some reevaluation might be in order about the things you might do that something so uh, yeah and like somebody else said that would be uh, be bs not funny (laughs) if and and not and and i'm just hoping when it said prayers for i was hoping that maybe it's just got some bad information on something heard something on that i'm not sure but anyway he he was helped off the ice and then and then uh they said he they said he was doing okay but again status for tomorrow night's game two is uncertain so somebody said, "Who texted that not cool. it was just a number just a number and it's and it's someone who has texted us um and and looking at the other text from this person they look regular texts going back months they look that there nothing looks really weird probably a little bit embarrassed now and probably just a little bit embarrassed now uh, about that. So anyway, I'm glad that that's not the case as well. Uh, there were a couple other uh, cleanups, real cleanup, <laughs> on the uh, Specs text line at three three seven three seven seven six 3776 about the Draymond Green story. Somebody said, uh, uh, I'm not a uh, Draymond supporter or sympathizer, but that was a BS call on him. How would it have looked? If Draymond blows out a knee trying to hop over Sabonis, who's holding his leg in an ankle lock resembling Jeff Van Gundy without the leg ride,
0: guess what? When you've been uh, one of the biggest Richards in the NBA over the last decade, you don't get the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, sorry,
1: you, it's, you're just not going to get you're not going to get the call to work that way because of your track record on the deal.
0: Like now, Draymond just owned his. His, his reputation as being the, the guy who, I'll clean up what Gary Payton said about Dennis Rodman in the last dance, the mess-up stuff guy, if you just own that, like, we've seen mess-up stuff guys throughout the history of the league that just owned it. Like, Bill Ambeer never apologized for who he was. Rick Mahorn, Dennis no. Rodman, no. Uh, even like a Lance Stevenson, they never apologized for just being the nuisance Dirty that players. they could be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Draymond just... I don't know. I just I'm the act is I'm just I'm just tired of it. I'm just done.
1: Yeah. Um yeah. So somebody and and a lot of folks are are weighing in on that. And uh um <laughs> I, I, uh,
0: Richard Jefferson and JJ Reddick on a podcast. It was just like a clip that came up on Facebook yeah. or YouTube or something. It was a little short. And uh they were talking about Prime Shaq and Richard Jefferson was just aghast that Draymond Green claimed he could defend Prime Shaq. He's like, Shaq was seven one and 300-plus pounds and was athletic. Like, What, what was Draymond Green actually going to do to Prime Shaq? He wouldn't have been able to do anything. Nothing. So, I don't know, it's just this Draymond thing. Oh, he could guard anybody in any era, blah, blah, blah. blah.
1: Yeah. Ah. yeah. Uh, somebody said Draymond. I hate him unless he's on your team. Yeah. Somebody else said uh, he has the logic of a five year old. I'm not that flexible and had to step on him. Uh that kind of thing. So anyway, so uh so there you go. All right. Uh so there's some uh cleanup <laughs> there. Uh Ricardo from Galveston. I'm with Jeff. I'm done with Draymond for a while. Loved him at Michigan State though. <laughs> just like
0: just own it, man. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, he said in the past. That's how he hypes himself up. Is he he plays in that kind of like all oh, that edge. Style. There's there's it is right there on ESPN right now. I'm if saying need, like, like
0: yeah, but when you get caught, like don't make excuses for it. Just yeah, it is what it is or whatever. It's just own it, man.
1: And it doesn't look good. It's not a good look when it, when the, when, the, when he's doing that. The flexible thing is just is a really poor
2: excuse. I mean, it, it's a, it's an emphatic right foot stomp, I, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm not anti Draymond Green. I think he's a hell of a basketball player, but it's a history of pattern, and that's why he was ejected last night.
0: I <laughs> like CB. Shaq said last night he would have done the same thing as Draymond Green. Shaq would have stomped a hole through somebody. Like, I don't... Cam, what year were you born? 97. 97. So you don't really remember Prime Shaquille O'Neal. No. I've watched those Lakers Dude, games. you can't... <laughs> Hey, Craig, you you did you did you call any of Shaq's games or watch any of his games when sure he Cole? Okay. Uh
1: yeah. Yeah. Um, and then and then his high school All-Star game. Remember the one where it said it was the worst yeah. interview I ever had afterwards? Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then his time like you can't to mm-hmm. somebody who wasn't there to watch Prime Shaquille O'Neal, you can't begin to describe what a dominating force he was. Like other than Wilt Chamberlain, I don't know that we've ever seen anybody like Shaq that was just that. That could control a basketball game just with his his size and athleticism combo the way he did the
2: 1999 to 2002 those three seasons of, of peak Shaq dude those high if you haven't YouTube those highlights just do it
0: it was not like it was not fair
2: it should be shown in, in school it should be part of the public education curriculum
0: just watching <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal highlights like when Shaq was locked in man just dude. A force, a force that will probably never because, especially the way the game is gone, it's like that's a force that will probably never seen to be seen again in my lifetime.
1: Yeah, that's so he said. Brock is similar to Draymond. No, he's not. <laughs> he's not.
0: No, you know why? Because Brock owns it. <laughs> yeah, Brock owns Brock Cunningham doesn't hide from who he is.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's a hard-nosed player, whatever. He doesn't, he doesn't try to mask about it. Uh, somebody else said, anything bad that happens to Green, I'm happy about it. I haven't cared for him since his run-in with KD. Yeah. 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 If And CB says, if Shaq would have kept in shape, he would have been greater than he was. Yeah. Yeah. Still, I think he's admitted it, too, publicly. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Uh, I've, I've been impressed with what he's done with his life beyond basketball. Shaq, is that in, in that
0: respect, Shaq is like to, to basketball what Babe Ruth is to baseball. Like, yeah, as good as the numbers were, can you imagine like if he just was more, was less concerned with being mm-hmm. the jovial guy off the mm-hmm. floor than, you know, less yeah. concerned with that and more concerned with, you know, honing his craft?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh Said Timmy D used him Fisher at zero point four bailed him out. <laughs>
0: Remember the Derek Fisher. And thing. here come the Spurs fans. Oh yeah, Tim Duncan, so great. By the way, Tim Duncan not the greatest power forward ever. It's one of the most flawed arguments. He's got rings. Always fundamental, dude. I would take prime Kevin Garnett over prime Tim Duncan in a heartbeat. Mm. Let let that let that marinate, Spurs fans. Ooh,
1: There. Uh, <laughs> so, uh and Dominican Sue thinks Draymond Green is an okay guy. I thought I was watching Sue. I said. And the person says Brock Cunningham is trash. The the Indomakin
0: Sue thing though, let me say this about Indomakin Sue. The Indomakin Sue thing is disappointing because he didn't need to be dirty. Uh, Like he was just good enough. He he was just good enough to get by on his natural God given ability without being a Richard. Like that's part of who Draymond is, and like the again, the fact that he refuses to own it is why I don't like Draymond Green. Like Sue didn't need to do that. Right. You know? Just if he'd have just played and just said, so just kept his head on straight, dude. The guy, been a little bit of multi-time All-Pro, might be headed to Canton. Like he's that good. But you know, I don't know why he felt the need, especially earlier in his career, to do some of the things he did.
1: Yeah. Uh oh. Somebody disagreeing with you? That was silly, Jeff.
0: Well, you know, whatever was well, silly. We can get into that debate at some point if you want to. <laughs> Uh, was, uh, there's going to be somebody that uh, wants to debate basketball. That's going to somebody else
1: says Duncan was leaps and bounds well, ahead. Leaps of Leaps and
0: bounds, my south end, dude. Come on, some of y'all Spurs fans need to just take the the black and silver glasses off and <laughs> look at those two guys objectively. <laughs> Kevin Garnett this was Kevin Garnett drugged Sam Cassell and a bunch of schlubs to the Western Conference Finals once upon a time. Tim Duncan was playing with other Hall of Fame players. Tony Parker's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Ginobili's already there. The greatest coach ever in Greg Popovich. I don't take anything away from Tim Duncan, but like, let them switch teams, and are the results the same? Yeah, they probably are, and you know what? With Prime KG, they might actually even be better. Hmm. Okay, very silly, ignorant argument. All right, just go look at the numbers. Go look at what prime Kevin Garnett did with much less around him in Minnesota and tell me this. You put Kevin Garnett on the Spurs, you put Tim Duncan on the Timberwolves, what are the results? Does Tim Duncan have that many rings? No, he doesn't. Does Kevin Garnett have multiple championships? Absolutely he does.
1: So Kyle is saying the total IQ of the show went down 100 points, you know, with that Kevin Garnett remark. (laughs)
0: <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Believe, believe what you want. You're not, you're not talking me off that ledge. That you know I, that
1: is a hill upon which you are prepared I'm willing, to die.
0: I'm willing to, yes, to perish on that hill.
1: Yeah. Uh. There's if no Kevin debate, Garnett, G- Jeff. Garnett, not even in
0: the Duncan class. Are you, you Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Not even in the class? Y'all act like Tim Duncan was like George Mike, and Wilt Chamberlain, and like Kobe all combined in one. Like, dude, Tim Duncan was good. You said he's Kevin Garnett's not in the same class? Dude, get out of here with that. A seven-footer that could run the floor like Kevin Garnett, that was that athletic, that could shoot, that was the best defensive player in the league during his time? Dude, get out of here with that. Not in the same class garbage. <laughs> not in the same class uh, Dude, that's y'all Spurs fans drinking all that Kool-Aid it's gone to your heads
1: <sighs> wow you just you just kind of wandered into this you know we were going and all of a sudden you were like ready for launch today God,
0: God forbid I I step on the sanctity of Tim Duncan's blessed basketball career um,
1: oh. listen I, I'm going to say this uh, and CB points out, Duncan 33-19 and 19 versus Garnett 6 and Kevin Garnett
0: played in Minnesota, CB, the Minnesota freaking Timberwolves. Uh, Kevin Garnett started his career playing with David Robinson and Sean Elliott. He had the greatest coach of all time coaching him.
1: Um, anyway, uh, what I was going to say, uh, I was going to say that no matter how you feel about Tim Duncan versus Kevin Garnett, no matter how you feel about them, it would be incorrect for either side to say that one was vastly ahead of the other, either side, because both are Hall of Famers. Both are already in the Hall of Fame. Kevin Garnett was a 15-time All-Star. He was nine-time all He was a 2008 NBA champ with Boston. Uh, He's been an All-Star MVP, a league MVP. So I get what you're saying about um, Tim Duncan. And, by the way, I don't. Uh, necessarily disagree with the people who support uh, Tim Duncan on the argument. I'm just saying to say one is way ahead of the other is incorrect because the numbers show that on their own. So that's that's all I was going to say. All right.
0: This is is the funny one. I'd take Sean Kemp over Kevin Garnett. No way you'd take fat Sean Kemp over Kevin Garnett. Now, like, prime Sean Kemp before he became a serial fornicator then okay we, we might we might have somewhat of a rational discussion about that
1: but um of course timmy d 15 time all-star in the hall of fame <laughs> jeff NBA is now Champion. the
0: draymond green of like the town.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there you go i love it uh both were 15 time all-stars both of them were they were uh, uh both were 15 time all-stars uh so that's why I said to put one way ahead of the other would be faulty. Uh, no matter how you feel on either side of that. Fence. KG
0: was also a Defensive Player of the Year in 08, by the way. Yeah, Just throw that out there. Nine times all defensive first team.
1: Yeah. So, uh, but but there are those who will not listen to that. Or somebody said, "Well, with that ridiculous argument, I guess Michael Jordan is not great either, since he had Phil Jackson."
0: I'm not talking about MJ. I'm talking about. Uh, Y'all are losing sight of the, argue, the argument I'm making. It's this notion that Kevin Garnett isn't in Tim Duncan's league. That in and of itself is asinine. T- Garnett over Duncan is my personal opinion. But you're going to say he's not even in Tim Duncan's league? Right. That I can't get down with that. That is that is nine 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 kinds of stupid right there. Hey, MJ from Hearn is, says, Bree Jeff, I'm with
1: you about Duncan.
0: Thank you, MJ, from Hearn. Mm-hmm. And then, sorry Walmart killed your town twice.
1: Hey, but he told us yesterday. Might <laughs> it's have coming up, back. It's coming back again, you know. Uh, bonafide, smart-ass Texan said, I'm not a Spurs fan, but you're an idiot, he says. All right, idiot. that's
0: cool. It's <laughs> cool. Leaps and bounds. Dude, get out of here with that. Yeah. Uh,
1: Leaps and bounds doesn't make sense and all that other stuff. Look, just do the comparison of the numbers. They were both 15-time All-Stars. You can't say leaps and bounds over two Hall of Famers. You can't say that. I don't disagree with those who feel that way about Tim Duncan at all. I don't. But to say that one is leaps and bounds ahead of the other, I think, is faulty logic.
0: it It is my personal opinion, again. Before we go to the break, because we're up against it. Yeah, I would take prime Kevin Garnett over prime Tim Duncan. That's just my personal opinion. We can debate that. Where I got hot was leaps and bounds, dude. If you're just saying that, either you're a Kevin Garnett hater or you're a Spurs homer. One or the other. It leaps and bounds. There's no. There's no way you can say that and, and to yourself feel good that you just made a logical point.
1: The uh, uh, Lance Jason said Tim Duncan wasn't good. He was great, but. I wouldn't say Garnett wasn't as good as him. Very similar. It's a great argument I've never
0: considered. Where does Bill Wennington fall in this conversation, Craig? I wouldn't put Bill Wennington with the greatest front court players ever, but you would put him with the greatest trivia teammates. Hey, he was on a,
1: he was on a trivia team uh, that that uh, won a couple of round trip uh, airfares on British Airways to Europe. That. I was. I think it'd be safe to say I quarterbacked that team. That was,
0: how much did Bill contribute? Cause he he's, he got Bill's, one
1: hockey question about the Boston <laughs> Bruins. He did because he he's from Canada. He and he knew eh? he and he and he was very proud of that. He got one question and it was and it's something about the Boston Bruins and he got it correct. So it was
0: Bill he, Winnington's from Canada? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. So he would say y'all were standing side by each during this side by each. Yeah, uh,
1: would say so. Yeah. So, I'm just saying, you know, he. Um, uh, you know, we, Bill Weddington was really good on that trivia team, at least for one question there. <laughs> Bill Schoening saw him several years ago to remind him that he goes, Yeah, he goes, That dude carried us. <laughs> he, said, he goes, We got to, we got to drip to it out of it. Out I love of that. that story. All right. Uh, when we come back, we'll set aside the Tim Duncan versus table Kevin that. Garnett argument. Boop. We'll just set that aside. See, for those of you who, um, I'm not faulting you for this, but for those of you who get kind of um, agitated at times, who feel that there's "quote unquote" not enough sports talk and argument, what just happened on the show? If you went to Pluckers, you know, <laughs> and 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 sat down there and and engaged with it, that's the kind of discussion you might have there.
0: So that's okay. No, No, uh, I want to tell you, my blood pressure is fine. Ask Craig. I'm perfectly calm right now. I'm good.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: No, don't worry about me. I'm fine.
1: It's okay for a person to get exercise without endangering their health. Every time one of us gets a little agitated and says something, easy, are you okay? I'm
0: going to have a stroke.
1: This temperature goes up. Doesn't mean it can't be regulated and come back down. That's that's
0: that's, uh, one of my favorite Kenny Powers quotes. Hey, I'm not trying to be the best at exercise. Yeah. That's if he ran marathons. By the way, hey, real quick before we go to break, too. Yeah. Uh, I did have some – apparently I have a small amount of pull here in the building yesterday. Remember I was saying yesterday that I wasn't happy that we had, like, those small 8-ounce cups in the break room? Yeah,
1: the little styrofoam uh, ones.
0: Cam informed me today. He's like, oh, yeah, there's new cups in there. Somebody heard you. So I don't know if it was Christina or who it was, but thank you. I for think it the, was Christina.
1: And then not the, only the – The
0: nice solo cups. And then not only that, it's Purple. I, well, because there it's it's Easter theme though, because like there's purple and yellow. And, like, I thought it was because lip. you're a proud Florence High School graduate. Nah, somebody has some cups left over from like an Easter party or something, but that's cool. Hey, Are you sure about that? We got yeah, I'm yeah, because you go back and look, there's like yellow and blue cups, but they're big <laughs> cups. So <laughs> I love this purple buffaloes.
1: That says, Gerald is and always has been leaps and bounds better than Florence. Kokuchs. <laughs> uh,
0: if, if you're uh, Gerald, then that means your life is one leap or bound away from being in the toilet.
1: Somebody else said, hey, Duncan and Garnett are usually listed one and two on that. Kind of hard to be leaps and bounds when you're arguing the top two. Thank you. So uh, so next thing you know, Spurs fans will be trying to say David Robinson is better than Akeem Olajuwon. <laughs> I love me some David Robinson. <laughs> yeah, there, there, there you go with another another can of worms on that. All right, up next.
0: We're yeah, d- trust me, I know there's plenty of Spurs and Rockets fans that listen to this show. I'm not, I'm not going to... Open up that Pandora's box. Yeah. Yeah, you probably don't need to do that.
1: <laughs> All right. Coming up, uh, we'll have uh, this hour's Longhorn Notebook when we continue to light the tower on the Horn, 1049-1019-AM1260. We're live, local, and digital on the Horn app and Hornfm.com. Craig Way and Jeff Howe light the tower. They we're getting down on this uh, argument where folks were going after Jeff about the Kevin Garnett versus Tim Duncan argument. APD number one says, leaps and bounds. The distance between one and two is big. <laughs> leaps and bounds. That's a, he said, uh, he said, Trey Elling used to make me switch the station. Now it's Jeff. Just kidding. Just kidding. But then he says, go home, Jeff. You're drunk. Leaps and bounds. Say it again, Craig. Leaps and bounds. The difference between one and two is big. I'm going to disagree with you there on the leaps and bounds thing. They are two Hall of Famers. APD number one, I still appreciate your contributions to the Absolutely. Show. That's why I said at the start of the show, we will always take the contributions. Always.
0: No matter how that's I've only I've only banned one person or two people. Two people from the text line. One person because they said something that went over the line, and then somebody else that just didn't know how to behave themselves.
1: Mm. Purple Buffalo's daddy? No, no. Yeah.
0: No. I'm still amazed that he actually can, since he went to Gerald, that he can actually make a smartphone function, knows how to do that properly.
1: He says, purple is the ugliest color, fits in with Florence. Go Cougs, he says. Uh, uh, by the way, it is, you know, Gerald resident Kobe Benchy, who will get the start tomorrow right. for so Texas. Remember, remember
0: Kobe didn't go to Gerald was High School. He was homeschooled. Was good because yeah. he didn't learn about the Gerald tradition of rolling in the hay with your sister and all the other ri- weird rituals they do on that in the four eighty seven. So,
1: hey, someone quickly sell Jeff or Kevin Garnett rookie card,
0: uh, I I already have one actually. I have one uh, in a nice PSA nine slab sitting <laughs> on my desk at home.
1: Do you have a Duncan card?
0: Uh, no, I don't have a Tim Duncan card. Okay,
1: Mm-mm. okay. Uh, somebody else. Here, boy, this is something that could engender some conversation. It said. Uh, Uh, Pop is the most overrated NBA coach, as without Duncan and the Admiral Spurs haven't won, as he says, Jack, sheet, like a sheet of paper. I don't know that I'd I'd, I'd go that far either. I wouldn't go there. Uh, I wouldn't go there. See, now, did you hear that, Spurs fans who are getting after uh, Jeff? He's with you on on Pop. He's
0: with you on Pop. And if I'm ranking head coaches, if I'm power ranking the greatest NBA head coaches, Pop might be number one on my list.
1: I don't know if I can go all the way there with you on that, but I'd have to think but he's about a top five.
0: I haven't, thought about, I haven't thought about power ranking said list. So
2: Pop, Auerbach, Steve Kerr, Phil Jackson—that's that's
1: four. So I, I would you put. Have
0: to name. I would put Phil Jackson above Steve Kerr just because yeah. of the egos. Phil Jackson had to manage to make that thing function. Oh, for sure.
1: Phil Jackson would probably be number one on my list. That, that wasn't in an order. And Red Arbac might be number two, but Pop might be the three. Yeah, there. That's, that's fair. That that's I, fair. I, I that that I'd have to really think about it a lot to 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 do that, but it's probably my knee jerk reaction. And then Steve be. Nash five. I'm just... <laughs>
0: Yeah. who who was the Mavericks coach Craig that quit during the press conference when you were covering them? Dick
1: Motta. Dick Motta. Uh, he was their original coach when they were uh, when they came in as an expansion team in 1980. Did a great job building them. Dick Motta won an NBA title right, as yeah. coach of the Bullets, the Washington Bullets, back in uh, '78, and got them back to a final in '79. Is
0: that Wes Unseld.
1: Uh, yes, and and uh, Elvin Hayes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin Porter I mean he had he had he had some great players uh, on that team uh Bobby Dandridge who had been uh, with Milwaukee when they won a title so he did a heck of a job uh and then got him back to the finals in 79 when they lost to Seattle but he was the Mavericks coach and got him to the Western conference Finals uh in uh, the 87 uh no no 80 got him to the western semifinals I guess it was 85 when they lost uh to uh, the Lakers, and then when they got beat in the second round in 86-87, no, in the first round, by Seattle, mm-hmm. and they were favored, and they lost three games to one, uh, and there was some grumbling and all that kind of stuff that was going on, and he walks in, we we all thought when we went out there it was just a, uh, like a season evaluation thing. Mm-hmm. He was going to talk, and he went, and was at the Mavericks practice facility, and had this one little podium, and he walked up with a prepared statement, and he looked at everybody, and he said, "Okay, I just want to say blah 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 blah. I've tried, and 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 he said, so at this point, I'm resigning as head coach of the Dallas Mavericks, and then turned around and walked
0: out. No questions.
1: Everybody was just, you know, because it was like the last two to three lines came like that because you you didn't see it, it 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 blindsided everybody. And then uh, John McLeod came in. They went to the Western Finals the next year, lost to the Lakers. Uh, But, uh, yeah,
0: that was him. It It was Dick Mana,
1: the original coach. Um,
0: (laughs) My my favorite one like that was when Charlie Strong was at Texas and the the Monday after they beat North Texas in his first game. Mm -hmm. He's running down all the good things that happened, all the goals. And right before he takes questions, it's a – uh, and just a quick injury report. Uh, David Ash has a concussion. We don't know if or when David's going to play again. And uh, Dominic Espinosa is out for the rest of the year. He's got a broken ankle and won't play anymore. Talk about burying the right, lead. Were, let's let's go back to those last two tidbits right there. Forget yeah. everything you said for the previous five minutes. Let's focus on those <laughs> two right there. Uh, before we get to the but somebody's worried about Pat Riley. He believes in yep. the conversation. Yeah, Pat Riley's in there. Absolutely, I, I'm with you, Craig. I'll probably i would put Phil Jackson number one. Uh. uh probably at R back 2 and then after that uh it's whatever you can convince me of any order maybe pop 3 maybe Pat Riley makes a really good argument for being in the top 5.
1: Yeah. Uh somebody said speaking of the great power forwards until the drugs took Rory Tarpley he's pretty good he was. He was the 6th man of the year on that yes. 87 88 Mavericks team that went. Somebody else said Jeff I'm with you on the KG deal. The man was an animal. Passionate played I was so good. Said Duncan was amazing but didn't play with
0: the tenacity of KG. Um, so, uh, there's, well, see, that's like, don't even make a David Robinson, make David Robinson a comparison to the the dream, not even close. See, swarm would not to say it's not even close. Swarm would disagree with you. Mm.
1: That's, that's where emotion really rolls into it with the, when you say things like leaps and bounds and not even close emotion about how you are tied to a certain player in a franchise and that's fan loyalty and and you know but there has to be some reali- realism um you know like here's would... the
0: deal am i going to say emmett smith is the greatest Dallas Cowboy ever no i'm not but i'm not going to say emmett smith is my favorite cowboy ever different absolutely he's number 1 on my list
1: okay back to no corner favorite ca- uh, best Dallas Cowboy ever was i
0: mean Roger Staubach
1: is the only correct answer right <laughs> 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 There's some who would say Bob Lilly,
0: Mr. Cowboy. It, it's either it's one of those two. It, it has to be one of those.
1: Two. Uh, you know, so that would start a whole new argument in conversation. So I
0: think my dad would come back from the grave and smack me in the face if I said anybody but Roger Staubach. So. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, Somebody want Rudy T? Not only a great power forward, great coach too. Yeah, back to back.
0: Did you read that John Feinstein book about him?
1: About I never did. Man, I and I really should because I yeah, you know, some of his stuff is really good. Yeah,
0: I, I, yeah, that needs to. I need to mark that down as I, one I need to read.
1: Uh, anyway, Chuck, Chuck Daly and Don Nelson. Chuck Daly won a couple of titles. Was a, a Hall of Famer. Don Nelson. Nelson.
0: Don Nelson is a great coach in my book because he believed in one Dirk Nowitzki. He, he was did all do on that. the Dirk
1: Nowitzki. Train. He did do that. Yeah. All right, it's time for our notebook. Jeff Howe's Longhorn
0: Notebook. Uh, We actually got some bad breaking news. I don't need you to hit a sounder, Cam, but uh, remember the portal rundown I did for yep. basketball? Sure last did. Segment? Yep, yep. Uh, Yeah, Jaden Nunn is off the board. He committed to Baylor about okay. five minutes ago. Okay. So,
1: so he was updated it.
0: Every, you know, what I had heard on that deal, Craig, was the Texas staff felt like it did everything it could. It just felt like the one thing they were really working against was Baylor got in on him the minute he hit the portal. And then, like I said, Texas, because of the A.J. Johnson situation unfolding the way it did and because of the arterial Morris situation unfolding with him hitting the portal. That was the only thing that I was told they were worried about was they just probably just got into the race a little bit too late. But mm-hmm. put their best foot forward over the weekend and, you know. Took their best shot, but uh, I think they gave him something to think about because I was told it was all Baylor before he took that Texas visit. So yeah, but you know, at the end of the day, uh, it is what it is. J- Jaden Nunn's heading to Baylor, so Texas will uh, kind of regroup, and then they they've got other guards on their radar. I, I think this just m- drives home the point that you, the need for Tyrese Hunter to come back, and you know, Max Acemus, is, but that's probably a must-win battle at this point. I mean, Max Acemus is. Craig, again, I'll ask you the same thing I asked about Jaden. Nunn. Did you watch how much Oral Roberts hoops did you watch this year? Saw so a little bit of it. I did. Uh, Max a couple Aasmus, of games. Max Asemus would fill, yeah. the, uh, he'd fill the Marcus Carr role for you mm-hmm. as a guy that can have the ball in his hands in crunch time, a guy that can be your leading scorer, uh, a guy who filled it up at Oral Roberts. So I think he's probably must. And, you know, that's definitely a Texas-K-State battle at this point. So isn't it weird that I was just talking about Max Ace was from Oral Roberts and I just got a solicitation call from the state of Oklahoma? That's random. Um, How about that? And the four, I don't see that 405 area code pop up on my phone too much. But no, that's it's unfortunate for Jeff. But again, like we said in the first hour. Caden Shedrick is on campus right now. If you get Dylan DeSue back, I love that that potential combo you've got with those two up front. You get Tyrese Hunter back. If you can get Max Aismas, you throw Ron Holland out of that mix with uh, Brock Cunningham coming back. Also, don't forget Alexander Mechway is still on his team. You you can put together a, a rotation, a group that can allow you to compete in the Big 12 next year. It's so one thing you've got to remember about this league, Craig – Everybody is reloading in the Big 12 this year. There's not a team in the conference that's just, oh, yeah, we're just going to run it back with what we got. Everybody's dealing with portal issues. Everybody's trying to fill out rosters. Kansas and Gloos, I, I believe Kansas is hosting uh, Arterial Moore starting today for a visit. That's right. So – uh, you know that's that is what it is with the portal. And again, just to kind of rewrap, I want to get back more into uh, some spring football tomorrow. Just kind of some sp- call it spring football residuals, as you like the phrase you like to use. Craig, a little cleanup on the spring game the cleanup. Starting yep, starting mm-hmm. tomorrow. Uh, but just again, just to re-rack again what we said in the uh, in the first hour. Trill Carter, the Minnesota defensive lineman, commits to Texas yesterday. You know, Texas is going to have to need some guys to go into the portal to make room for more portal additions. I just love the fact that and. In, I was thinking it before Sark said it on Saturday, and I'm glad he said it because it reaffirmed in my mind what I was thinking. The depth on this team is really good, and you see that it's it's, it's a lot of young depth and it's got a chance to grow. And, and this team, I like the upside of this team, you know, where they are, at, that you, you hope anyway that the team that you see on September 2nd against Rice is by far the, the team that you see at the end of the season, for Texas fans listening hopefully in a Big 12 championship game, that, that team is drastically different than the one you see on September 2nd because of the growth potential that this group has. But that's what makes the portal a luxury, not a necessity. The portal was a necessity, Sark's first year, because yeah, you just need bodies. Yes. You just need bodies in there. But now it's, it's a luxury where you can kind of pick and choose and really be picky on who you add. Like I said, maybe an extra tight end, maybe you shore up you know, safety or offensive line or, or inside back or whatever positions, edge, whatever positions that you're not sure of that you might think you're one injury away from maybe being in some trouble. That's, that's the kind of stuff you can, you can fill in the portal now. But yeah. Trill Carter, again, I like guys with multiple years of eligibility in, in, you know, with those four defensive tackles you've got with, uh, Tavondre Sweat, Byron Murphy, Alfred Collins, Vernon Broughton, those guys that are draft eligible, now you bring in Trill Carter. If if you have a max, mass exodus after this season, you've at least got a guy that's going to stick around for another year to to be a veteran presence with some of those younger guys on your roster. True, like Aaron Bryants and Zach Swansons and guys like that, Sadir Mitchell, etc.
1: All right. All uh, right, so there is your Longhorn Notebook. We'll be back to wrap up today's edition of Light the Tower here on The Horn, 1019 AM 1260. We're live, local, and digital on The Horn app and at hornfm.com. Oh, well, we we'll get ready to wrap it up from here. Uh, somebody asked why is Arterio Morris leaving. <laughs> I think you put it.
0: <laughs> Does, I, that's an honest question. Doesn't matter. He's not coming back. So you know. it was. It didn't have any. It, it didn't have anything to do with the Texas basketball program, from yeah. what I know. I'll say that
1: much. Uh, so there you go. I'll
0: come back in tomorrow wearing my Kevin Garnett jersey.
1: Uh, Check the stats between the two of them if you're still with APD number one's take about leaps and bounds. But we still love the APD number one. That's why we're happy to read your text there.
0: I enjoy the feedback regardless.
1: Absolutely. Hey, somebody said, Staubach! (laughs) Greatest cowboy (laughs) ever. And somebody else said that as well. Uh, When your
0: nickname's Captain America, you have to be number one on that list, right? It has to be.
1: All right. uh, Thanks to producer Cam Parker. From a co-host, Jeff How, I'm Craig Wade. Thanks for joining us. Coming up next, it'll be Chad and Zay. let Zay, what he thinks about that about the leaps and bounds about that.
0: Now you want to get somebody going about hoops?
1: Yeah, you that's what I'm Zay. saying. Ask him about it right before you ask him about Draymond Green because he is after all oh, Zaymon at our place.
0: All I right. like I like Zaymon much better than I like Draymond.
1: So do I. We'll visit with you tomorrow. Actually, Jeff will be. I'm. Uh, uh, oh, moderating, yeah, I'm a panel discussion, moderating a panel discussion with Hall of Fame coaches speaking of Hall of Fame in uh, Waco. And I'll be back on Thursday. Get
0: ready for uh, two hours of debauchery. On the air. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. We'll talk to you next time I light the tower.